From the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about gender discovery and self-acceptance. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show is the fun and nerdy Bebet Coquette, here celebrating her second HRT birthday. How did you choose your name? It's the, um, it's the feminine version of my name, mm-hmm. and I, I like my name, so it was uh, easy for me and... You know, not necessarily, you know, my job to make it easier for other people, but it was, it was easy for them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making it easier on, on others makes it sort of easier on you too. That's a, it's a win-win. Yeah. I mean, it's like if I had, if I really had like conflicts with my name, like I, I would have, I, I did change my middle name. Um, Cause I had a huge conflict with it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, my, my first name was, was good. I always liked it. So so, Christina, when did you first realize you were different? Usually when, we're, when we realize we're transgender and we, we get all the way to the end, we can look back and see the, the breadcrumbs that were there as a kid. What were some of those breadcrumbs? What were some of those early indications that this would be your eventual fate? Um, you know, th- there, were, there were a lot of things like in, in my adolescence and, and through my teens and, and 20s and 30s that, um, you know, but in hindsight, it's, it's like, like, oh, okay, that was it. But, you know, I had, I had gender non-conforming like behaviors, um, you know, like uh, underclothes dress and stuff like that from, you know, the time of like, you know, uh, the first instance that I can remember, because it was also the first instance that I learned to hide it was in second grade. Um, I had worn some silky thing under and I showed a friend and they pointed and laughed and got everybody's attention. So um, that went in the vault. And, mm. um, you know, all, along through like, um, you know, as as I as I grew up, I had, um, you know, fantasy and stuff that, you know, wasn't um, completely cis normative, uh, cis normative, especially. Mm. And um, but you wouldn't come to realize until much, much later, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, I had no idea what these things meant, um, other than, you know, the fact that I was different. So it was much, much later. Yeah, I wonder how many trans people have that story of of the early shaming, where they tried to share something with somebody and then got that that just moment of, of sheer shame from that person. It's just like, oh, I can never do that again. We've had plenty of stories where it was a parent or somebody that, that caught it and said, oh, no, you can't ever do that. So when did you first realize that you were trans? When did your egg crack? Well, um, it was January to February or so in uh, 2019. I um, I had gotten to a point with my my ex where you know they were more comfortable with me expressing you know the that side of me while we were alone in our room, private. So it was something that, you were already kind of exploring with them or was, was more, you were more out about? Uh, yeah, I, it, it was something, I mean, we had had, um, we had had, you know, years of, of struggle with her, um, you know, like her having feelings about it that, um, you know, would, would send me back and forth, um, you know, into the cycle of, <laughs> you know, I, I can't not do this. I, if I do this anymore, I'm going to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. And we had gotten to a point to where, um, you know, she was more comfortable with it. And so, um, you know, as I started to 
to not feel like I had to hide it, I I started to, you know, kind of look around um, and and see like see what the the those questions are is like why why do I always want to cross dress why why do I always come back to it and um, you know through through a few steps I I learned about oh, what do they call it cross dreamers. And then um, I heard about what is the the really like the the bad science thing, um, autogynophilia. Okay. Yeah, and um, which is terrible, terrible science and everything. But it actually like was a, a doorway for me to find good information. Oh, interesting. And I, okay. I found, yeah, I found the egg in real life um, subreddit <laughs> and was reading through people's um, experiences. And I, and I finally, you know, went to like, you know, am I trans subreddit or something like that and read through some folks and reading through their, like the list of things that they had, um, you know, like in their lives, I, <laughs> it was like exactly like my story. Like I literally read the same things that I had done and felt you know, my whole life um, in, in their words. And mm -hmm. that was when, uh, when the, the bottom kind of fell out of my stomach because yeah. the, you know, the internalized desire to be me was so strong at times, but like beyond that, it seemed impossible. And um, to see that those feelings that I had been going through for all of those years were exactly the same thing that people said, you know, that, that indicated to them because my desire to be a woman could not have been that, you know, could not have been me being trans. It just must've been like me, not just like not, not being strong enough to put it away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so from, from there, it just kind of, it kind of snowballed Okay. and, um, you know, I, I, I figured it out and I will say my egg crack day is like, I think the eight or ninth of February mm -hmm. and I was on hormones by the middle, close to the end of ne the, the month after mm. I ended up getting in with a doctor really early and, and like really quickly. Cause I, I guess they had a cancellation or something. And so you um, just went straight I, for it, huh? I, yeah. <laughs> Because I I didn't have any time to waste, huh. like knowing what I like knew at that point and how I felt my whole life, I, I had to start. I had to start immediately. Wow! So that that's so interesting. Um, I, first, I want to focus on what that initial feeling was for you because you're finally able to get some information about what this is and sort of the why, but it is very clear for you that it that the answer is you're transgender did that cause any internal struggles for you you said your stomach kind of fell at that point was it one of those where it was equal parts you know wonderful to have that answer but also kind of scary because of what that meant for you yeah absolutely i mean you know to know that you know like oh i i am <clears throat> it was amazing but you know at at the time I was like this, I mean, I was really afraid mm -hmm. because I, you know, a lot of the same fears that, that older trans girls have, um, you know, like I'm too old. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I have an established life and a family, 
what is it going to mean um, to them? And, you know, how, like, am I going to, you know, does it, is it even worth it at this point in my life? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not, you know, one, one of the, the lucky ones of, you know, the more current, you know, generation of, of trans girls and, and trans men and non-binary folks that, um, you know, that, that got to do it late. And so, you know, late, but late, like chronologically, but early for them. Yeah. <clears throat> so they have that advantage of, of never having, you know, been, you know, poisoned by the um, sex hormones that weren't for them. Yeah. So then moving on and, and you've gotten to this point where you've accepted it. And as soon as you accepted it, it sounds like you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Uh, first, let's talk about that a second. Mm -hmm. What was it that I, I'm, I guess I'm just trying to wrap my, my head around how you were able to go from that struggle of realizing, oh, crap, I'm trans to I'm trans, I accept it, and I'm going for it. It had, some, it had been something that I had been dreaming of for so many years that I could not go for it. Once, once, you know, like once I knew that what I was feeling wasn't just, you know, a thing, mm -hmm. once I kind of understood that cis people don't think about being the opposite gender, um, you know, I was like, oh, well, I, I gotta do this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, like I had, um, I had the, uh, fortune, misfortune, I guess, of, of having uh, gynecomastia, which is a condition where um, males, um, natal men, males have um, breast tissue. Uh, since, it, since I was in, um, since puberty, pretty much. Mm. And so, you know, I could, I could, I could, you know, hold myself and when I saw myself in the mirror like that, like I, like for, for such a long time, I could already see, and I'm, you know, I'm curvy. I was a chonky babe anyway. <laughs> and so, so, you know, I could see myself in the mirror and like everything from the neck down, you know, I could look at it and be happy about that. Even though like in public, it was, it was excruciating to have to like, I wore compression shirts and yeah. um, you know, almost like a binder and mm -hmm. um, you know, wore baggy clothes my whole life to hide the shape of my body. Yeah. That's and, gotta be the, the, it's so unfair because that's like the sort of the best thing that you could wish as a trans person. And then kind of the worst thing as someone who's trans and not out with their egg cracked, you're just trying to fit in and trying to do the cis male thing because it's really hard and it doesn't feel right, but you feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing. So you're focusing on that. Gosh, that that's, that's brutal. It was, and it was, it's like a constant thing. Like, you know, the way, the same way that um, dysphoria, like it was dysphoria, <laughs> it, you know, like I had been experiencing dysphoria for my whole life because yeah. I thought that I was cis and I had these features that were really obviously not. So, yeah. you know, like, and after my, after my egg cracked um, and I could, you know, like I, I knew my, my 
my dysphoria got worse because at that point, like I, I knew mm. and I, I am probably one of the most impatient people that, that I know. Okay. <laughs> like when I would have deliveries from, from like UPS, I would chase them down before they would get to my house. I would like go and prowl around the neighborhood and stop them and say, Hey, give me my stuff. Here's my license. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I like, I, I wanted to waste zero time at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, once you finally got to the point of realizing that, you know, this is it, now it comes time to tell others. Who did you come out to first? Mm. The first person um, was was my was my ex, and you know because I was feeling confident in how things had been going recently, mm-hmm. I had started to talk to them more about the and I I'm, I think I had mentioned you know about the trans. Uh, or uh, cross dreamers and they went and looked it up and there was like is like at the beginning of of February in in 2019 it was it was pretty tense because the the discussion started and it was before like the crack because I thought that it was still I couldn't still I was this far in it and I still it's not that I'm trans and you know it's also you know the the weight of what's this going to, you know, what it's going to do to my life, what this is going to do to my my relationship, yeah, my family and everything. And so, um, and you had two kids at that point too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Teenager and almost. So, um, uh, the relationship was, uh, 17 marriage and, um, you know, 20 together, together mm-hmm. by that time, just, like it was, it was tough conversations there. And when, she, when I, when I first revealed it, I got panic from them, mm-hmm. and, um, and it made me backpedal yeah. and say, no, I don't want to, I don't want to transition. And then it wasn't eight or nine days later that the egg really cracked, mm-hmm. and I, um. I told them that, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I, I could not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's that, sad because yeah, it seems like with her reaction, you had that, that you were triggered from that same initial thing when you were in, um, when you were in second grade. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. And that had been that. a cycle in our relationship as well. Um, so, you know, it was immediately like go back into the same patterns. Yeah. And I would, I would fawn uh, to her to keep, like make things more peaceful. Yeah. And every time I did it, like I was betraying myself and mm-hmm. I finally realized that this is the only chance that I get to be me, yeah. you know, like this is it. So I get the one. I get the one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I I warned you about this yesterday. I didn't expect we'd get to it this quickly, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's I, like coming up on like two years here. Yeah, well, congrats okay. on the on two years. But okay. I know how I know how hard that is. We've got a lot of people in the chat that have been through that have been through similar things. There's a lot of loss involved in in transitioning. There's a lot of shame. 
And I'm sorry that you yeah. had to go through that. I mean, at that point, I knew I was ready because I knew I was ready to give it all up. Mm -hmm. It was like, important enough for you to be you, to be true to yourself, finally, after yeah. all this time, that you knew that it was worth whatever you would lose. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. In a heartbeat. Yeah, and is that the, the sad and tough thing about being trans is that you are looking out at this and the future is so unsure and you're you're yeah. sort of sure that that everything's going to crumble and the worst is going to happen and yet you're so driven from the inside to move forward because you need to for yourself sorry <laughs> no it's fine um yeah yeah i mean i i, I knew from her reaction that it was going to be bad yeah that it would be um a colossal like crash mm -hmm. for sure well this is the time where i'm kind of sad that uh, i don't allow my guests to to watch the chat because uh there's just a, a huge outpouring of love in the chat for you a lot of people sympathize with what you're going for, going through what you went through um <laughs> It's so hard to be true. Thank you for being here and being you and being true to yourself. Um, Thank you. A lot of people think you're very beautiful, of course. Oh, <laughs> and uh, Princess Prozac says, girl, cry oh. away. We love you. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank all now of I gotta, you. Now I got to figure out how to steer the interview over to something happy for a minute so you can get We can do it. We can again. do it. I'm, I'm, I'm bipolar. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Well, <laughs> I've practiced my whole life. Well, we can actually stay on the same topic and and already get to something more positive because I know who you're who the second person you came out to was and uh, I know that they had a much different reaction. How did that go? Oh, and who was that? Yeah, that was um that was my daughter. Um and uh yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get through this. I got this. <laughs> um that was, yeah, that was my daughter. I came home and um, it was, um, it was after my first um, visit with my, with a, a therapist that specialized in um, gender identity issues and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was, she was um, home from school and it was before her brother had gotten home. And um I was sitting in the kitchen and she was hanging out there with me and it, you know, I was kind of speaking slowly, building up to telling her that, you know, I had gone to, uh, to talk to somebody about, um, gender identity and maybe I was trans. And, um, the first thing that she said, um, was that must have been hard to tell her all of that. Mm -hmm. And of course I lose it at that point and we embrace mm -hmm. and she has, she and, and her brother have been my, my biggest cheerleaders. Um, they have a friend, um, a close friend that, you know, they had grown up with since we, we moved up to the Midwest um 
back in 2014 and they have a, a trans masculine friend that my daughter went to school with at the time. Mm. And um, so my son only being nine at the time and she was what 15 um like they they both had a she's queer so like she's very like in tune with the you know the whole community Mm -hmm. but even he had a reference you know a frame of reference for what that looked like socially for for their friend and um he was he was i was I was very scared to tell him because he's young and I don't know how, I didn't know how he would respond. Yeah. But um, they're, they're my biggest cheerleaders. (laughs) Like they are mm, my soul Mm. for sure. So you mentioned that your daughter is queer. Was she out before you? Yeah, she was, she had been out since she was about, 12 i think she had a girlfriend Hmm. and they're still dating Hmm. so i think we've already established who the hardest person it was for you to come out to did you have any people in in all of it in work in um in family and things like that that you weren't expecting to support you or at least to support you to the level they did um i had some work people that um I, it, you know, I was a little nervous. They were like some of the last that I told, um, only because they're the, you know, kind of like they're just dudes, dudes. Yep. And yep. You know, we all have those. We all have those friends that you're just like, oh, there's such a there's such a guy's guy that like, this yeah, is not going to go like well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, I had some that are, I was more nervous about, like my team. Um, I I pretty much um, from from the uh, from the start, like that was one of the first things that I did is um, uh, I messaged all of them. I, I messaged them or called them individually, or caught caught up with them at one point when I when I took I took a, about a week off of work right uh, right after I came out to just kind of um get my head in order okay and when i when i came back i um i went around to all of them one by one and um talked to them about it and everybody um was really great mm-hmm. um i've got my um i would i would consider consider them family a brother that i work with <clears throat> that i actually brought up to work um with me up here uh in the Midwest from, from Tennessee, where we're from. And, um, you know, they were super supportive. Didn't really get it because, you know, they're cis and they've uh-huh. never wondered about their gender. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, but like, I, like, I am, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky that pretty much everybody in my life has been like all my my old friends i don't have a lot of friends like up here where we are but um you know i've got a ton of friends that you know i was friends with in in high school and stuff and um well in high school age like not really people from my high school (laughs) Mm -hmm. um 
but uh yeah and like everybody has been um so supporting and and great like i couldn't have asked for a better group of friends to to come out to oh that's so wonderful it it's great when you have when when you can find one place where you just get to feel comfortable and feel yourself and not have to worry about things what how did you come out at work what was what was the method that you actually used there um <clears throat> i um the first thing i did is went and talked to hr okay um I, I talked to them and said hey here's what's going on i haven't talked to any of my peers yet i haven't talked to my manager yet um and i'd like to talk to my manager with with you okay and so we we scheduled an appointment um where they were, you know, my manager was brought in and um, I sat down and I told told them and they were like, okay, I don't get it, but cool. <laughs> and, <Right>. um, <laughs> you know, and, and my, um, like my, the company that I work for is um, very inclusive. And we, um, you know, I've actually personally worked with um, a, a few trans um, folks in, um, you know, in the engineering work that I've done. So it's not uncommon, like in our um, culture there. Um, so that was, you know, that that gave me a, a level of confidence that if I were working in some of the positions that I might have held in the past, I wouldn't have been as comfortable with. Okay. Just because, you know, like there's those groups of people that you're just you would just be so afraid for them to know that about you. Mm -hmm. And so then, so you, you, you had this, the meeting with HR and, and yeah. your boss, and then you took some time off. Was that, um, did you present completely as male before you took the time off and then completely as female after that? I think I took the time off before I came out because there was like my, my ex didn't handle things well. And so um, she, and the kids went home so she could have time to process things with her family. Okay. And um, so I went, um, I went back to work after, after they came home and um, I had, had pretty much like after that, like my clothing changed. It was more like, um, uh lesbian business casual okay. uh, while i was still like in that that in-between stage i had mm. shaved my head uh my not my head <laughs> my 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 beard and and mustache and everything off um during that time off from work and um pretty soon after that you know i i think i had one somebody say to me like you know, the first one of the first days, like, wow, you look really young now, you know, without <laughs> your facial hair. Yeah. And then they came back through a couple, you know, a few days later and I had um, eyeliner on and, you know, some foundation and stuff to start tamping down the dysphoria that I was like, that was starting to rage within me. <laughs> and um, they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there's some of those folks that, you know, just kind of like from that point, they were like Homer into the bushes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, like most everybody like was was cool about it. 
like no, and nobody was really shitty about okay. it. So that's awesome. But yeah, I, I, it's like it, it pretty much like was like that. Like I started wearing makeup and everything pretty much full time. And I think, you know, right there at the beginning, there was like one day, a couple of weeks in that I had, you know, had to spend a lot of time getting everything in order. And I got to work and I like pulled up and I parked. I look at myself in the rear view mirror and I'm like, I'm a joke. This is ridiculous. What am I doing? Uh-huh. And I panicked and like, that's like the only time that I ever like panicked about, about work. And I, I messaged my, my manager and I drove home. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And looking back on it, I shouldn't have mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, um, the cringe that I experienced from, you know, especially those like first few months, um, you know, just, just scraping for a selfie at the right angle and the right lighting and everything to where I can feel a little good about myself. Um, those, those are the hardest ones mm-hmm. to, to go back over. Yeah. Yeah. I had that, um, I had a very similar moment. Um, that was my, my first day going into work wearing a skirt. I had not talked to HR or my boss. I was just doing it and I'm driving in and I'm having that same panic of like, wait, what the hell am I doing? Like, why, why are we doing this? Like, what, what is going on here? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And why, why does this, why do we have to do this in public? Like, what the hell? And I, and it's just about, it's just about taking a deep breath and realizing that this is important to you. And this is something you, you felt like you had to do in the morning when you got dressed. So you just kind of got to go with it. And um, somehow I was able to kind of get over that, that last little hurdle that you weren't able to. And um, I just went in and here we are. <laughs> Here we are. So, um, when did you first find community to belong to? So you you had you had looked at some things before, but when did you find community that you actually felt like you belonged in and had friends among? Are you still looking? No, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about that one because like there like I've I've got like the handful of friends that I do have in um in the city, um, like there's a there's a group of them. Like I've got that you know there's like one person's trans, like trans femme. I've got another non-binary friend, and so like I I don't know. Community is is kind of a there's a lot of meaning in that word. I mean I've I've and I don't know if it's, it may be too, too big of a word. It's like, I found people, you know, on, on Facebook and, and, and on Reddit, but you know, my, my ability to engage can be kind of, uh, kind of poor sometimes just because I, I run out of spoons, um, especially for like, I like long winded things where I'm typing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. is really tough for me. So I have a problem with like, you know, being able to like give people the responses that they deserve. <laughs> so Reddit, you know, is is not necessarily like like I'll I'll post pictures and stuff there and and you know some some comments back and forth. Uh Facebook, there were a lot of um there were a lot of uh like trans groups, like private groups that I, I got involved in at first. And um 
that that's probably like where it was initially like the the most people that I that I could chat with and, and interact with about it. But I don't know if I would call that my community. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's like I feel like that that's a more important word than what those people were. But you yeah. know, there are people that you know I met through through those avenues that I'm still like I have you know as personal friends on my on my timeline that you know, mm-hmm. and and really Facebook is like trans trans Facebook is pretty wild, yo. <laughs> it can be. Um, it, it's like I've got a lot of like friend friends like through that now that are um, you know like some of them are like I would I would do anything for these these folks. Okay. So um, yeah yeah that's like I'll I'll say Facebook and I will say that I did find community there. I just had to suss that out. <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to give a, a plug to to my my own endeavor here we're talking about community you know if, if you or, or anybody in the chat needs a place needs a community a place where you just have a safe environment to be yourself and find friends find family have the ability to talk about absolutely anything that's what the transverse is all about we have a discord for that and um as soon as i get done talking this we move on to the next question i'll make sure it goes into the the, the chat here i'm sure one of the mods will put it in there but it's open to anybody. It's yes, it's trans, non-binary, intersex specific, but it's open to everybody, allies, all of that. And it's just a place where we can celebrate each other and what we're going through, what we struggle with, and just everything else. What, you know, what, what is, what are you doing on a, on a Tuesday? What, what are, <laughs> what are you reading? What are you watching? All that kind of fun stuff. So I just, like to throw that plug out there for the transverse and and what we're doing we're just trying to create a big community where people have that that place to belong and to feel like they found a home okay moving on <laughs> did you have any kind of role model or confidant when you were coming out right right at that time a specific person to turn to or to look up to i i found people to look up to like by way of like inspiration from from posts on reddit you know when people would post timeline photos or selfies or whatever and i would just you know swoon at the (laughs) at at, you know like how successful their their transition was going Mm -hmm. and um you know that can be that can be a really like helpful but also really like um like kind of toxic thing mm-hmm. it can cause you to like have a lot of like dysphoria and just be really down on yourself because you know waiting is the hardest part of the beginning of this journey um you know in that first like like 6 to 9 months is it's so hard mm-hmm. um to just just to just slow down and um allow things to happen yeah 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 and and you know i had i had some you know and there were there were specific like people that would post and some instagram people as well that i would follow that were you know pretty inspirational i didn't have like a lot of folks i guess that um you know that i was 
close to or like purse on a personal basis. But um, you know, the uh the friend of um my 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 children that is uh transmasculine, mm-hmm. I, I told him. Um and, and it was true that his bravery in in coming out um was was um something that definitely inspired me to be brave enough as well. And I have um I have a like a, a friend from back home uh in Tennessee and his daughter um came out and transitioned five or six years ago, I guess. Hmm. It's been a while. And you know, she she was as well. Um, you know, one of the people that really really gave me like pause that somebody that was somebody close to me in my life that was doing it. What role has therapy played in your transition? Have you been able to see a therapist throughout this? Um, I, I saw a therapist for the first almost year. Um, and I, I stopped going to see them around the time that COVID started. Okay. I, um, I would say that therapy was more helpful for me to like to process the feelings, you know, um, of the things that I was dealing with, um, in the collapse of my relationship Mm -hmm. and just in, you know, life in general, I guess the, um, for for therapy, I would I would go in and just start like usually how our sessions would go is I would go in and sit down and I would literally just start running my mouth about everything that I had been feeling or experiencing in the last like week, and like she would sit there and be like okay okay and every once in a while she would ask a question but it was more like I I think it was more important that it was um somebody that I had a like who knew my story like who had a consistent like understanding of my story and what I was going through and you know they know about these things that I'm telling them um so yeah yeah I haven't um I haven't really needed therapy or well (laughs) I haven't had therapy and you know almost a year now Maybe I need some from time to time. I'm I'm doing much better now. <laughs> nice. What were some of the key fears that you ran into in your transition and, you know, probably talked to, over with your therapist? That I was worthy. That I was worth it, you know. Mm-hmm. That that, you know, that I was that it was okay for me to be selfish and do this. Like that was that was probably one of the hardest things is that I had I have a you know a pattern of giving myself to you know a situation mm-hmm. and um, I think that's when an... go ahead let's see I think that's another common theme for us is is you know always giving of ourselves and trying to kind of be what everybody else wants. And then making that shift to, to looking inward and saying, well, what do I want? What do I need to be happy? It's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, 
not feeling guilty for 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 like for for being um selfish like that mm -hmm. yeah because it's not it's not it's not your fault yeah and and we deserve to be happy yes we do so you got to start just bang right out of the gun once you you once your egg cracked and you realized because you had this building up so strongly for you your whole life have your transition goals shifted as you've gone through or from that moment did you know exactly what you wanted i i don't i don't even know if i put like thought to it it just i i just slid into it you know, like mm -hmm. this that you see, and I mean the pictures that I post, and and you know the stories that I, I I I post along with them, like in on social media, like it's it's me, and I don't really understand. Like I I was always kind of, I, I would say that I had a flourish in my behavior or my step. Like I had a, my, a friend of mine, like that I was really close to that has the trans daughter. Like when I came out to him, he was like, oh, you know, I always knew there was something about you, you know? And he <laughs> used to say that I was, he, he would call me flamboyant. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. And, and, you know, thought that I might be gay until like I, I get married and have kids. Like <laughs> he's like, well, maybe Chris isn't gay. <laughs> um, I was just in a different way. Um, uh, yeah. So like it, th this and like my style and everything, it was, it was like, I had, uh, I had been such an admirer of this caricature, this, this archetype, uh -huh. whatever of, of person um, that, once once it, like things started to come together it was just like it was natural like it didn't it didn't feel like it never felt forced like the the way i behave and i it's like i've i've like always been a gesticulator i've always kind of been like i've had a higher voice um my whole life i um i remember like things that i had done around people that made them kind of like they wondered, you know, they wondered actually if I had a lot of sisters, like, uh -huh. like, you know, things like, ah, you know, like this kind of like, you know, like swooping out, like, you know, when somebody's trying to like tickle me or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they wondered that if I had sisters and I didn't. And they were like, hmm, hmm. okay. <laughs> so, like, that's just, it's like one of the things that, like, came back to mind is, you know, like, I've always kind of been like this. Uh -huh. And I, 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 I would have to, like, when I walked, this is the weirdest thing. Um, when I would, when I would walk, a lot of times I, you know, elbow in, in your hip and, you know, arm out and everything, not really thinking about it. And, well, I, I would think about it, and when I would, I would drop my hands back down to the side, and I would be, you know, <laughs> I would mask back up, and and you know, I I would I would like, I would, you know, start playing the other role. Yeah. Um. So when I finally was able to, you know, take the veil off, <laughs> here I am. And so. 
So are there any key aspects of your pre presentation or, you know, what you get to do in your daily life that are, is there, is there one thing that's the particular thing that makes you feel most valid? I don't, I mean, makes me feel the most valid. My boobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> cause they just kind of came along with me. Uh -huh. Um, you know, they, they've been, they've been, um, they've been enhanced as you know, along the trip. Um, definitely. But when, you know, when I first started transitioning and I was wearing a 44 C bra from the get go, that felt pretty good. Yeah. That felt pretty good. Um, I would say now like body wise, um, my booty is pretty good. I had like such a flat butt <laughs> as a boy. It was, it was so sad. Like pants would not stay on me at all or anything. And so uh, now that I've got like, you know, a little shake back there, it's, it's great. <laughs> um, you know, as far as like my, my, my clothing and, and like my style is very, it's very consistent, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just because like, I'll find something I like and buy 10 of them. <laughs> uh -huh. So I don't have to think about it anymore. Um, I used to do a lot of makeup and stuff, um, and a lot of like, you know, uh, like shadow, like eye makeup. And, and I always found that the more that I would do that, like the, just the more, the more I wouldn't feel, I mean, it's not that it, it invalidated me. It was just like, I felt like it was too much. Mm -hmm. So now like literally the only thing that I do is I have to like draw my eyebrows eyebrows on because I come from a weak bloodline apparently where I only get them like over here <laughs> and um my my wings and mm -hmm. I, I use some mascara like lipstick makes me feel weird when I have it on yeah I think it makes me look older and I'm old enough as it is so I'm not gonna help that along <laughs> definitely feel that <laughs> so on the other side of that is there anything these days because I like I like I said, and what the, what the chat is saying, you know, you're you're beautiful. You have a feminine voice. You have a, a perfectly feminine figure. You you came with the boobs, which is just unfair. Um, is there anything these days that make you feel dysphoric? Sometimes, like my forehead, <laughs> like I I have I have a little bit of a ridge, but you know, like I like my daughter and my daughter has the, my forehead, so like you know that's not really you know something that's too bad. Um, I um I had a lot of gray hair and I haven't had um I haven't had laser in a, over a year probably. Okay. I had um I had I think six or seven sessions and was able to knock out most of the dark hairs. But oh, nice. I have I have gray hair and nice. um I pluck. Ooh, yeah. And so when things are not going well in that area and you know i miss a couple of days of exfoliation and stuff i can you know it can be kind of eh. mm -hmm. um but it's looking pretty good right now so there you go. and like we talked about before the show can't the camera hides a lot so it's all good yeah it it does <laughs> um i um you know it's uh as long as like i'm not like harsh lighting and everything like still can make me feel kind of kind of icky but it's mm -hmm. it's been a long time that since like my appearance has has really been um 
hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. In your transition, what were some of the biggest hurdles that you had to overcome or things that you had to get used to, kind of learning curves? And how did you overcome those? <clears throat> Probably the biggest one that that I had to overcome was going from basically invisible. You know, uh, it's like the way that I looked before was not. I mean, I can look back and say he was kind of cute now, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't anything. You know, I was noticed, but not in ways that I wanted to be. I actually wanted to be more invisible then. Interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but going from, you know, that, you know, almost or, or actually invisible to being very, very seen and, and accepting, like, feeling like when I looked at myself in the mirror as, and, and, you know, be like, oh, I'm look, I, you know, I feel, I feel cute, but yeah. then never like wanting to like honestly acknowledge it. Or, you know, like when other people would tell me not wanting to accept it or acknowledge it. And for a while when it was still, when I was still softening up and everything, um, and I would take my makeup and, and all that off at the end of the day and, and the wigs, especially when um, I was still wearing those and, and seeing like me, you know, mm-hmm. and still seeing the dude there. And like, yeah. that was that was tough um you know and but that yeah i don't know i it's like it's it's still hard for me to believe that this is me and you know that people see because i'll never get to see myself for the first time mm-hmm. i'll never get to like experience what it's like to first lay eyes on me. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to believe like in, and you know, you, you meet people like you pass by them like every day and you've never seen somebody and you see them and you're struck by them. You're like, Oh, you know, like, yeah. wow, they look, they have a like very striking look. Um, and I'll never get that. So I don't like, yeah. there's always doubt that yeah, what everybody else like is saying is it's not. So, it's, oh, sorry. it's so gradual for you. You know, yeah. we, we go through, it's, it's a, it's a slow, it's a slow slog. It's a, it's a daily process, a little bit of change. And then at some point, like you start to feel that where other, where, like you said, where you, you're, you're seen, you're seen in a different way and you're like, oh, okay. And you start to understand that that's what's going on. But again, because you don't have that light switch on off, it's a gradual thing. You don't get to see that. And, and that's, I think that makes it harder. I think that's where we have the more of that dysphoria because we don't get to just, you know, experience that first thing and go, Oh yeah, that's a woman. It's good. You, you see the gradual build and you're like, yeah, it's more womanly, but it's, I don't know. Well, yeah. And then when you turn heads, like, why are they turning heads? Like, is it because, you know, they see something that, you know, I should have hidden away. Uh-huh. You know, you you don't know what's going through their minds, so you don't know if they're gawking or like amazed, and that's kind or clocking of... you or yeah, like yeah, you exactly, said. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like that's that's always like kind of that. I mean, the place where I live is a is a very good place, 
for people like us. Mm-hmm. Um, it I would I would say it's one of the one of the best parts of the country for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been um, I've never been messed with in any kind of ill way. Um, not to say that it's not in the city, but um, you know, just in general, like it's really accepting. I've never mm-hmm. been. I, except maybe like one time, I think I was out and I had um, I had my transgender pen on, and I think somebody noticed it. And when I was walking out of the, the convenience store, they were like, "Hey, sir," or whatever. <clears throat> and I turned around and got in my car. Like you know, I heard it, but I didn't you know I didn't respond to it or anything. And then when I turned around to get into the car, they were like, oh, you know, and they kind of shuffled off like toward their vehicle. So I don't know if they, you know, I don't even know if they were really like, you know, being crappy. Uh-huh. Um, and if that was the case, I've never had anybody go out of their way to, you know, make me feel bad. Hmm. And that's, I'm, I'm very, very lucky for that. Awesome. Did you have any ways where you felt your that your transition lived up to your expectations or or uh, particularly lived up to your expectations or in any ways has fallen short? I'm so blessed. Like it's literally like this like is a dream come true. Mm. Like that's the only way that like that's the only way that I can process it because this is the person that I've always wanted to be. Like hands down. You know, I always had like so I always looked up to like chunky, like fun, nerdy girls that, you know, aren't prissy, um, but are like cute and hot and like, you know, like, and that's me. You made it. You made it. You got I made it. How? Like how? And the guilt of that. <laughs> like how? Why did I deserve it? Um, you know, not that. Like, I don't, it's like, I I try not to like, like, cause nobody, nobody likes a sore winner. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to say that, you know, I don't know. That feels like ish, you know, to this situation. Like, I don't want to sit here and like, I'm not going to say that, you know, like the things that people see and like, are very obviously me. I'm not going to say I don't have those, but like, whoa, <laughs> how? And, you know, is it going to last? Like, that's probably one thing that goes through my head. Like, I have this feeling that, like, it's going to slip away. And, you know, or I'm going to wake up and the dream's going to be over. Yeah. And every day, I I wake up and, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't think that there's anybody in the chat watching this show that feels in any way that you're bragging or gloating over what you have okay uh, you're getting a lot of wonderful compliments in the chat you have the whole time people think you're both a, a beautiful person on the inside and on the outside um your boobs are causing a lot of jealousy <laughs> no. but but nobody thinks that you don't deserve it because you're wonderful so just get over that so as we wrap up the cry portion of the show <laughs> let's see if we can get another one out <laughs> this is the easy one for that what advice do you have for young or closeted trans people out there find someone that you can trust believe in yourself be patient 
and kind to yourself. And maybe don't fall for the some of the tropes I think can be kinda kind of toxic. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of tropes uh of transness when, you know, you um you first get into the the scene, I guess. Um I feel I feel like that a lot of people play into that. And in some sometimes it's you know not necessarily appropriate. Sometimes it's not necessarily healthy um, to do those things. Just stick to the plan. Stay stay in in touch with your doctors and keep your levels like monitored. And wait, estrogen works, testosterone works. Like it will get you, you know, farther down the road than you ever thought possible. And and I would I, I would if I had anything to add I would say be safe because when we start advertising ourselves you know and our new identity um, it can attract a lot of people that don't necessarily have your best interests at heart mm-hmm. like be safe like physically and and you know mentally and emotionally too like it's such a sensitive time and especially if if somebody has just started hormones like there's a lot there and a lot going on that first year is just so emotional yeah find somebody that you can reach out to you know when you're not feeling settled because when we're like that is is when you know we are likely to push ourselves to do something that we might regret Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from the Transverse Network. Watch the full video version of the show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash thetransverse. And be sure to catch our slate of other great shows there as well. If you love what we're doing and want to support The Transverse, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash thetransverse.